Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Mark and Lori Evans. Mark and Lori are from Jefferson, Georgia. They are both stand-up comedians, and Lori is also a retired teacher, so These are definitely people after my own heart. Welcome, Mark and Lori. Hello. Thank you. Well, I'm really, really glad to have y'all here today. So I don't know who wants to get started. I think whoever found intermittent fasting first should go first. So who started first and how did you find out about intermittent fasting? That would be me. Last summer, my sister told me a little bit about the obesity code. She and her husband had gotten the book, and all I remember is her saying, it's it's all about your hormones. It's all about insulin. 
So I bought the book. We were up on vacation. And so I, I bought the book and it was at the house when I got home from vacation, but I didn't have a chance to read it yet before I was off on another little vacation on a girl's trip. And I was telling a friend of mine, Dora, about the obesity code and she mentioned delay, don't deny. So I bought the book while I was on that vacation and it was here when I got home. I picked it up. I read it in a day and jumped in with both feet the next day. Never looked back. Awesome. So you've been doing intermittent fasting for almost a year. Yes. Nine months, a little over nine months. July 16th will be my anniversary. Awesome. So how long before Mark got on board? That's kind of funny. I don't know if you saw the movie Pulp Fiction. A long time ago. Early on in that first scene, Samuel Jackson was eating that guy's hamburger because he loves burgers, but he says his girlfriend's a vegetarian, so that pretty much made him a vegetarian. I got spoken <laughs> after two weeks of there not being any food in the house or when I wanted it. I figured, well, I'm already doing this anyway. <laughs> so I'd, I don't even remember actually making the decision to do it. It just happened about two weeks later, kind of like that because we weren't eating. So It was pretty easy for us because we were not breakfast eaters anyway. When we're home together, we don't eat until about afternoon anyway. So it, it wasn't a stretch to just stop eating when we're used to eating you know, every three hours or so. Right. So, Lori, how did you start? What did you do to get started? I just delayed. That was it. I didn't think about it so much. I didn't put any pressure on myself. I said, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to eat until about four o'clock. And so I did. I think I started with about a six hour window and then pretty quickly tightened it up to four. And what was your, your motivation for getting started? Oh my God. Was it just the weight loss? Was it health? What what was it? It started out to be weight loss, but you know, after reading the book and then reading the obesity code, the health thing definitely entered into it. I've been very fortunate. I don't have a lot of health issues. My biggest thing is I have a GERD, you know, the gastroesophageal reflux disorder. And a lot of that comes from a hiatal hernia that I have. But before I started fasting, it would be two or three times a week where I would wake up in the middle of the night kind of throwing up into my mouth uh. because of that. So, I, I mean, I'd have to go and make myself throw up so I could sleep, uh, which is miserable and certainly not healthy. So I had a lot of concerns about my esophagus. And since I started fasting, I've not had to get up once to make myself throw up. I don't know if it was just getting uh, rid of some of that visceral fat around my stomach that was pressing down. Probably. So you've found a lot of relief from the from the GERD. Yes, I still have heartburn, but I, that comes from the hiatohernia, and there's not much that's going to stop that, the stomach acid coming up because my little flap doesn't work right. <laughs> um, but I, I manage it. I manage it. It's it's not that bad. Stop it. Well, that's good. That's good. So, Let me tell you this. <laughs> Funny. But anyway, so oh, go ahead. Getting back to the weight loss that I got into it because I've, like everybody else, done Lord knows how many different uh, weight loss things. I wasn't, you know, a, a fat child. I was skinny until I got pregnant. I had my first child at 30 and gained 55 pounds and just never lost it. So after my second child, you know, I tried phenamine, lost 40 pounds. It was great. Weight came back. I did. The 500 calorie a day shakes, lost 40 pounds, weight came back. I did the Relina, the human growth hormone, which is really expensive. 
uh, where you have 500 calories a day and no fat at all. Weight came off, you know, a pound a day. It was great. And of course, it all came back. And you just get to the point where you give up. I'm like, I'm just destined to be obese. Yeah. So many of those resonate with me as well. Fentermine, absolutely. That one, I felt so good while taking it. Did you feel fabulous while taking it? I did when I was younger, but when I tried it later, I'm like, I am going to grind my teeth down to a new Ah, and I don't anymore. Right. I think that really was the beginning of my true struggles with obesity because I think it messed up my metabolism in some way or another. It got Mm -hmm. a lot harder after that. It did. It did. So I was just, you know, I'm like, I guess I'm just, I'm just going to be this way because it was just so hard. It was just so hard. I'm like, I can't get out there and work out for three hours a day. I can't, you know, eat so little. It's just, I said, that's not worth it to me. That's not living life. And when I read the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So you just started and you just said, I'm doing it. And you delayed that window. It worked great. Yeah. I mean, it worked wonderfully. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of struggle at all to do it. And I was fortunate enough to start seeing results pretty quickly. So I wasn't too insulin resistant, I don't think. The first place I saw it was in my face. And uh, just by looking at pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I have a chin now, only one of them. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's motivating, you know, seeing that progress. And I know not everybody sees that. You're right. Yeah. A lot of people will get off to a slow start that it might take them a month or so to to start really seeing the weight be released. Now, did you, are you a daily weigher? For the most part, yes. I did a No Way November and that was very freeing. I need to get back to that. I'm actually lately not daily, uh, maybe once a week just to kind of check in. For the first, I think six months, it was, my weight loss was pretty consistent. I've I've lost now about 43 pounds. The past three months, it's, it's really slowed down. That really hasn't bothered me. I'm trying so much to get out of that diet mentality. Oh man, that is so hard because it is so ingrained that where you oh, know yeah. I've, I've got to lose weight, I've got to meet a goal, it's got to be by this time. I've got to see progress, or I, you know, I'm not successful. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. And and I just have to keep telling myself, you know, this is my life now. This is my life. This is my life. I'm going to live <laughs> this way forever. I'm going to eat this way forever. So I don't have to rush to to try to, you know, meet any goal that I've set in my mind. Well, you know, I just did some quick counting up on my fingers. And as of the date that we are recording this, you're about nine months in to intermittent fasting. And and I think 43 pounds in nine months is a a really good, a good rate of loss. I I look at it that way. And like I said, when it it slowed down, I was like, okay, but I still am losing and I, I measure. And so I know there's that recomposition going on. So I'm not worried that it's just stopping, which right. old diet mentality, I'd be panicking big time. Yeah, because you're losing fat, but building muscle. So you can tell that your size is still changing. Mm-hmm. So as long as your size is still changing, you know that the fat loss is still happening. Yes. Now, how much more do you have to go, do you think? I mean, I know I really have learned to, of course, I did throw my scale away, but I put the whole goal number out of my mind because I realized my body was going to decide for me, which was interesting because before, you know, I always thought you picked a number and there you got there and then you stayed there. But how far are you away from what you feel like is your goal? And, and, you know, that's changed too. I was like, at first, like, oh, I want to get down to like 120 or 125 because I'm 5'3 and I'm, you know, I guess medium build as far as my, you know, bones go, but 20 to 30 pounds. Okay. 
I'm over halfway to my goal, but that's not set in stone for me. I'm just going to go until my body feels good. Uh, let me say a, a size six. If I can get back in the size six again. Yeah. That was my goal too. I wanted to be a size six. That was like the goal because I had felt so good before when I was in a size six. Mm-hmm. So let's turn it over to Mark. How did you find the results when you got started? It worked fast. I had uh, done some other things too. I, I tell you, as a road comic, I spent a lot of times in hotels. You know those full-length mirrors they have in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was sitting on a toilet and closed the door, I, I looked like I was looking at Buddha. <laughs> time to do something. Yeah. I'd lose like three or four pounds and think I did well, and then I realized, no, I just flossed. So I really- <laughs> <laughs> And my sister had me on Weight Watchers for a little while, and that was frustrating. And I got to tell you, if I have to dip my fork in salad dressing before I stab lettuce one more time, somebody's going to get hurt. You know, <laughs> that just wasn't working for me. And my results came really quick. Lori could notice it more than me because, you know, you don't see yourself like other people see you in three dimensions. But I was at it just for like two weeks less than her. And I am at almost 100 pounds. Oh, wow. And 14 inches on my waist. A hundred pounds. Almost. I'm almost there. He's Another. lost a whole person. Yeah. Wow. I've just, a moment of silence <laughs> for men and how quickly you can lose the weight. Right. <laughs> On May 8th, I'm getting two brand new knees for my birthday, which is great, but it's going to be like a, a whole new life. I can finally play golf again, which you can't do when you can't bend your knees or torque your knees. And then you couldn't really, you know truck around a golf course the way I felt and looked before. Right, right. And, you know, you're carrying around so much weight on those knees mm-hmm. and just as like, it's such a toll on our bodies. So now you can move around, you can play the golf. How much more do you want to lose? What's your, your goal? If I could go another 20, that'd be amazing, but I'd like to see another 50. Okay, another 50. Yeah. I think you can do it. No, oh, I know he can do it. And I, I think that when he stopped trying, just because this is the way we live, he'll, he'll lose more than that. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And see, that's the thing. You've said it twice now. This is just the way that you live. Right. Yeah, I stopped eating the tracks and they called it a diet. You know? <laughs> we, um, I know that thing that you suggested, like on holidays or whatever, just live your life and then get back on it. Yes. We went to Vegas for a week. We went off it because we wanted to be able to eat where we wanted to and drink at the tables and all that. And we went to our favorite restaurants and it was kind of sad because we only could eat about half the food we ordered because we just couldn't. And at the end of the week, we came back home. I think Lori had gained eight tenths of a pound and I lost one pound. And then wow, next a day, whole we week. back on it and right back on schedule. Yes. I had lattes in the morning and, and beer at the let it ride table. So in the evenings, but that we just, you know, that was the great thing about it is like, well, that's okay. This is what we want to do. We're out there to have fun. And when we come back, it's not like, oh, I fell off the wagon or anything. It's like, no, I just pick right back up where we were. See, and that's just the difference between a lifestyle and a diet. When y'all were there in Vegas, you weren't like sweating it out or worried about it or you feeling like you were cheating. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but like Mark was saying, we really couldn't eat it. It's not like we wanted to go in and eat all the food. I mean, we went to a couple of nice restaurants, but it, we're so out of that mindset of just, you know, mindlessly eat. We didn't even go to the buffets, not because we were trying to be good, but because we know we could never get our money's worth. 
Right. That's true. You just can't hold as much food. There's that appetite correction Dr. Bert Hearing taught us about. Absolutely. So you were able to fully enjoy yourself and go where you wanted to go, but you never felt like you overate because you just stopped when you were satisfied. Absolutely. That's the best part. A lot of the places I'd go, the meals I would order, they would come like at uh, this one restaurant has this great taco dish that comes with two or three tacos and uh, I can't finish the third taco anymore. So it's saving me money. So I'm ordering the smaller one. <laughs> yeah. And before you would eat the whole thing and probably you would have had all the meals all day long. Isn't that the most amazing part? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm amazed now I go and open the refrigerator. I'm like, oh, I forgot all this food is in here. Same thing with the cabinet. I don't even think about it. It's like all these things that I had, I guess, stockpiled before we fasted, you know, all the snacks and, uh, you know, chips here, dips in the refrigerator, this, that, and the other. And now I just, we don't touch them. And I'm not even tempted to. <laughs> and I like the fact that the whole delay, don't deny theories, when I tell people what I'm doing, it's like, yeah, I'm going to eat what I'm going to eat, but I'm just going to wait a couple more hours. And I'm right at 21 hours right now, as a matter of fact, and I'm not hurting. And when we finish this up, I'm going to go grab something to eat. Yeah. So when you tell people you're delaying, not denying, you know, what do they say? What are the typical responses? Lori and I shoot, well, she does a lot more than I do because she goes on the daily, the long days ones with... I shoot for 20 hours. And you know, when you, you've never done this before, that scares the bejesus out of people. Like, yeah, you know, no wonder you're going to eat well, at 20. I said, well, sometimes. And when I was, as a road comic, I was doing this almost anyway without even knowing it because I would go 15, 18 hours on travel days. But the thing is, I'd stop and get a Coke. And of course, that ruins the fast. Right. McDonald's sells unsweet tea for a dollar. So... I get that. I get the caffeine boost if I need it for the long trips. And so it really wasn't hard for me to adjust. Again, as a road comic, we eat at such weird times anyway. So, yeah. So your body was already used to doing weird things with food. But <laughs> you know, I hear that all the time, what you just said. People are like, you know, I already just, you know, barely eat one meal a day. So I'm already doing it. And it's really just the beverages. Yeah. Yes. And so when people just make that little simple shift to unsweetened beverages, nothing flavored, just the black coffee, plain tea, plain water, it's such a difference in the body. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what people, you know, I'll tell people about it and they're like, well, can I still have this? No. <laughs> they're like, oh, I can't do it. You, what? you go 20 hours without food? Oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, you can actually. Yeah, I just tell them, if you get to the point where you say, can I, just stop yourself and say no. That's true. Oh yeah, we get those questions all day long, all day long in the Facebook group. Well, can I have this? Can I have that? <laughs> and usually the answer is no. In fact, someone made a post about that not too long ago. They were like, if you have to ask, the answer is no. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, to be fair, probably that's 99% true. But sometimes people are like, can I brush my teeth? Well, yes, the answer is yes to that one. Please brush your teeth. Yes. <laughs> please, please brush your teeth. <laughs> I just hey, Can I, I brush my teeth with maple syrup? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that, that's it. That's the kind of questions we get. <laughs> I would not recommend brushing your teeth with maple syrup <laughs> for many reasons beyond just the fasting. <laughs> Well, I still, being on the road, still have to go to fast food, and uh, I still like my pizza. And it's one thing if you're going through this long fast and had nothing to look forward to. And right. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to make it to then. I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to, you know, eat something that people think I'm crazy for eating and having any success. 
So, Mark, have you changed what you're eating at all then? Mostly it's less. I try not to eat fast foods, but I'm saying that I don't punish myself when I do. But I haven't ordered a large fry in a long time because the meat just, fry fills me up. You don't need that many fries. Yeah. yeah. And we'll go places, you know, we, we do eat out. I admit I'm not much as far as cooking. I'm not bad, but I just, I, it's never been a thing of mine. I've been looking at your posts from Plated and I was like, oh. Plated, yeah. Yeah, that might be something we yeah. want to try to get some ideas, but it just. We have an air fryer that we're, we love. Yeah, we do. I love our air fryer. But when we go to restaurants, we I mean, we'll go to nice ones. We've started going. There's a there's a place called uh, Sweet Tomatoes. That's a big salad bar. And they also have soups and they'll have pastas and things like that. Kind but of, I just it's get Golden to where, Corral light. Yeah. Okay. I get to where I really crave salads. So, yeah, I would really encourage you to try Plated. And I know it, it's not just because they're a sponsor, because I actually have been using them since 2016. And I'm a completely different cook now than I was when I started. You know, I've used several meal companies, but Plated's the only one that stayed in the lineup for me the whole time. And I have learned, like, I can now start cooking without even looking at the recipe. Like, I just see what they sent me. And I'm like, all right, I know what to do with this. I've learned how to be a cook, basically. They've taught me. How to do it. Nice. That's <laughs> so try give it a try. Dip your toe in maybe, you know, two meals a week or something and see yeah. if you like it. Because it's really, really been other than intermittent fasting, the meal companies, you know, not just plated. If someone wants to try a different one, I encourage everyone to try any of them. It just has been right after intermittent fasting, the meal companies I would put up there as as one of the most life changing things I've ever done. Wow. That's high yeah. <laughs> Well, it just gets the whole, like, what are we going to have for dinner? Just, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. You're like, all right, the, I ordered it. Here it is. I'm going to cook it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we're having. I'll have to try it out because my repertoire is, is pretty small. It's it's not bad and, and Mark likes it, but I don't have a huge selection. And when you're doing just pretty much one meal, because we're both pretty much one meal a day, then it makes it, uh, you know, easy to just, okay, well. We've got one thing in the refrigerator. Let's eat that. <laughs> yeah, it really is true because I am the same as you with the repertoire. I mean, we had fast food a lot. Zaxby's was one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, I could drive through and get those crinkle cut fries. Yum. I don't know if oh, yeah. I still like them. I haven't had them in a while. Are y'all Zaxby's fans? We're crinkle cut fries <laughs> fans. We're more crinkle cut fries. I'm a, a fried chicken Caesar salad with Mediterranean dressing girl. Oh, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we had a lot of fast food and then I would make spaghetti maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was like jarred sauce and pasta and meat and that was it. And if I was feeling super healthy, I might would buy a bagged salad. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, now I'm like, I can't believe that was you know, every now and then I would, you know, make a, a casserole of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny about just not cooking and, and not eating that much. And the school where I work now, because I'm I've retired, but I'm working uh, part time and I'm there from 730 to 1130. And so my big achievement there is I had not put a morsel of food in my mouth at that school Oh, wow. With the exception of the Christmas luncheon that day, I changed up my window just so I could have some fellowship with the teachers and and enjoy the food. But other than that, I just, I don't eat it. I don't eat it. Yeah. And you don't even have to carry food with you. That was the most freeing part. Yes, it is. Gosh, I can't tell you how many teachers are now dipping their feet into intermittent fasting that I work with. 
I love it. It's perfect for teachers. It is. It is. I'm like, you don't have to pack a lunch. You don't have to worry about it. You know, I notice too about just, I notice food and what kind of food is served in schools. And I oh, yeah. I put a post several months ago on the intermittent fasting page about it, seeing the kids come down the hall with their, you know, their breakfast to go that they take to the rooms and having cereal and a pop tart and a bowl <laughs> of, of, you know, peaches in heavy syrup and chocolate milk. Right. And that's what they eat. So they can't focus because they're all sugared up and then they crash. So they're starving at 10 in the morning and they have to have their snack, which is all those, those Takis, you know, the, do you know what those are? They're like, I don't know. What's they're a, like, what is that? It's uh, chips. Oh, it's like corn chips or something, but <laughs> they're rolled up and they like the flaming hot ones, like the flaming hot. Oh, okay. So they're munching on those all morning in their classes. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, they're just setting them up for obesity because they're just staying in that fed state and just feeding themselves and feeding themselves and feeding themselves nonstop. And I noticed yeah, like more. I can speak to that too. As a teacher, they are just eating processed food yeah. from the minute, you know, they have their first meal and, you know, the processed food breakfast. And then they, they have that roller coaster with their blood sugar mm-hmm. and it crashes and then they need a snack and then they need something else. But you're right. And, you know, I'm trying to think back when I started teaching in 1990, I don't think we had a snack. No, no, we didn't either. I was a fourth grade teacher and they just, you know, have breakfast at home, really. And then they would have the school lunch or brought they brought their lunch and then they would eat when they got home. Right, right. Well, now it's, yeah, I, I don't know why, but there's this mentality that you got to let kids just eat all day long in their classrooms and some that. That I and it's, I I don't know I don't know that just just that mindless mindless munching. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one of a kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Well, there was that whole thing that went, that was trendy. I don't know if it happened where you taught the whole brain-based learning. Did y'all go through that? Oh, yes. Where, you know, it was like the soft lighting and the rooms and the lamps and the plants and and the food. And they had a water bottle on their desk, but the food, you know, all of that was, you know, supposedly good for their brains. Yes. You know, and that's really where the snacking, is that what happened with y'all too? Yes, I think so. That's when all that happened. And 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 then it was just constant smorgasbord. And I was one of those sticklers, you know, teaching first graders. And when they have lunch at 1030 in the morning, then sometimes in the afternoon, you know, we do snacks. But in the past several years, I hadn't. We're like, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You just had breakfast a couple hours ago. You'll make it. You'll make yeah. it. <laughs> and they did. I didn't lose a single one. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have like a, like a, a passing out. No. They wouldn't pass out in the room. No. no, no. <laughs> but yeah, that was really, I think when it started and then the kids would just have their snacks all the time. I remember watching a, a boy in my class a couple years ago. He had like a pack of Oreos and he nibbled on those Oreos for like the whole morning. Like he ate that snack for probably three hours, Mm -hmm. like a little mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And knowing what I know now, I think that's why I paid attention to it because I'm like, you are constantly spiking your insulin (laughs) with everything. (laughs) You're bathing, bathing your body in insulin. Absolutely. And it's so funny how we notice these things now. I notice people too. When I see people like being out shopping, going in clothing stores, and I see some women come in that are that are you know morbidly obese, and I, I just look at them and I, and I just think, it's not your fault, right? You know, it's not a willpower thing. It's it's insulin. I just want to go up and, and tell them, let me talk to you about fasting. <laughs> kind of like a Jehovah's yeah. Witness, but with. <laughs> Let me know the- sharing the sharing the gospel of intermittent fasting. Absolutely, and I do. And when I talk to people about it, I tell them, I said, "You see how passionate I am. You see how excited I get when I talk about it." And they're like, "Yeah, you really do, Lori." <laughs> <laughs> it's true because we struggled. You're like me. We struggled. And Mark, you know, you were doing Weight Watchers and all the the different diets. And so we know how hard it is and we know how hard these people are trying. And so we just want to like share the light. Yes, we do. And some people accept it. Talk is cheap, to be honest. I mean, I've told lots of friends about it. um, Like this partner I'm with that we're creating a new comedy show that Lori's into, by the way, the three of us. (laughs) He'd hear me talk on because he's in Philadelphia. And we wouldn't really work together much. But then we ran into each other in Myrtle Beach a couple of months ago, and he saw me for the first time in a year. And suddenly he jumped on it. And first month, he lost 11 pounds. Or first whole month. So he's a believer. There's one thing you can talk all you want, and they hear you say stuff, and they might see some pictures on Facebook. But then when they see you in person. That's exactly true. Because all the people that had watched me do crazy diets for those years and seen me yo-yo up and down, and then I was doing this new crazy thing, this intermittent fasting, and they're like, yeah, yeah, Jen's doing something crazy again. (laughs) Finally, once the, you know, 75 pounds were down and then 80 pounds were down and then 
hey, there was no yo-yo this time. Yes. That's when people started to like perk up their attention a little bit. And they're like, all right, tell me what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's great. Especially when you tell them about that, you know, there's not going to be a yo-yo because it's the way of life. You're not on a diet. Elaine, this one girl, I was helping her. She's a comedy student actually. And she was going through different problems and talking about it. And I don't try to force it on people, but we were talking about it anyway. So I told her what I was doing and she's, Oh, I could never do that. And she kind of just blew off the subject. And then, uh, I was showing her a picture or something. It was something I was when I was on stage last summer and she looked at it. She grabbed the phone out of my hand, looked at it, looked at me. Next thing you know, for the next 30 minutes, I'm answering questions about this. So she didn't know you before. No, she'd only known me since earlier this year. And, but it was personal because I wasn't one of those celebrities that stand there and say, I've lost all this weight. And you figure, yeah, they took in, they chopped it off in a surgery or something. You know, we don't know really what they're doing. In this case, it was somebody she actually knew. And then she saw a before picture that was just a few months ago. And I'm standing there right in front of her. So, you know, seeing is believing. That's exactly right. It is funny when people didn't know you before. I found that same thing to be true. You know, people who met me. And then I would mention I'd lost, you know, 80 pounds. They're like, what? (laughs) The weight loss is different than it is with other diets. Oh, it is. It's so different. It's so different. We're constantly going, this is so weird. Look at my butt. Look at my butt. It's different. (laughs) It feels different. It looks different. Look at my legs. Look at my arms. I never really thought about losing weight in my shoulders, you know, but there it goes. Again, Lori would see more of my loss than I did. I knew my clothes were fitting better, but she was taking pictures of me on stage and wearing the same clothes I had on, the exact same shirts from eight months ago, and showing and holding, making a little collage on her uh, on her phone, showing a before after right there. And I got to see it. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really the best way to gauge progress with photos wearing the same exact outfit. Yeah. Yes, and I, I encourage people to do that. And it's like because. Even if it's just for you, because back in the fall, I bought myself a gold bikini, not a gold bikini, a gold bikini. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm 56 years old. I ha- I can't tell you when the last time was that I was in a bikini, and I don't know that I ever will be, but I want that option. So right. I bought one and took pictures, you know, front, back, and side. And then a couple of months later, did it again. And then I've recently done a third one. And then I, you know, make my little collages just to compare the three things. And it's amazing. I bet that really, I never thought of that before, a gold bikini, because, you know, I'm, I'm picturing myself in a too small bikini. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, well, this one's is like, it's not pretty. And I only show it to a select few people. And I, right. I, I warn them about the graphic content of what you're about to see before I show it to them. But looking at it, especially my stomach, because I'm a, a definite apple shape. So, I mean, I have that visceral fat. I have the big gut. And just seeing how it's gone or well, it's not totally gone, but the, how it's going away and how it's drawing up and how I, I'm not having, you know, this empty flap of skin hanging over because of the apology. Right. It's amazing when I look at it because well, you, those pictures that she's taken are basically candid photos when I'm on stage. They're not the posed before afters. Like you see, you ever notice right. the before picture they're slumping and their face, they're almost ready to burst into tears. <laughs> and then the after picture, they're standing there with their hands on their hips, like Superman and a big smile on their face. And that influences people that don't know they're being influenced on those before and afters a lot of times. But Lori's picture is just like candid shots from the side on stage, things like that. So you could get a true look of the before and after. 
Yeah, and he's not talking right. about my gold bikini pictures. I do not wear that on stage. He's talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him on stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to wear a bikini on any stage ever. This isn't a this isn't a web show. Is <laughs> one want to think they're not going to see him. I won't. I won't tell you about Mark's gold bikini. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm wearing it right now. And you haven't said anything until 34 minutes in. So. And now all the listeners are like imagining Mark in a, in a bikini. <laughs> he actually did. He bought some new trunks this year and we put them down. I took a picture too of that on the bed of his swim trunks from last year. And then the new ones on top of it. And it was amazing. So how much fabric is, is hanging over the side. Yeah. So Mark, what health benefits have you seen? Well, the knees are bone on bone. So that was the one I was really hoping would be better until I finally saw the x-rays. And there's really nothing to help them. You can't regenerate that. No. And that's why I just can't wait to get that fixed. But in 2012, I virally caught congestive heart failure. And it was pretty bad. The doctors, my cardiologists I see every three months, they would... Uh, see me pretty much at the same weight, sometimes gaining, sometimes losing two pounds and they get excited. And they've the last three trips in, they're blown away. There's some meds they say I'm going to have to stay on for life just because of the heart issue. But a good number of the meds are gone now or they're, if they're not gone, they're dialed way back. And so have you talked to your cardiologist and other doctors about fasting? Yeah, one cardiologist is doing it now. Oh, that's great. So he didn't, he wasn't doing it before. It was a she. And, uh, she. The other one doesn't need to lose weight, but he was asking a lot of questions about it. And I feel really out of place answering any questions like that to a cardiologist. That's like, it should be the other way around. You should not supposed to, be able to tell you anything about the body, but it's just, uh, oh, I was uh, diagnosed with sleep apnea and I never could wear a CPAP because I can't sleep on my back. And now uh, I'm sleeping through the night and I'm dreaming. So I know I'm getting oh, wow. sleep and I never was getting that before. And trust me, that's important. He's not snoring anymore. Yay. Yeah. Yay. That's big. That's huge. So I'm naturally feeling better all day because I'm sleeping at night. Yeah. Yeah. So back to your cardiologist. So she's doing it now. She needed to do it for weight loss or for the health benefits? Lose weight. Okay. I'm always interested in the, the motivations of why people get started. So I told her what I was doing and then she was looking at my chart. Then all of a sudden she started looking a little, you know, how they get that more intense look and like they moved their face a little closer and she flipped back a few pages and was looking at my weight. And that's when she got interested. Right. She was one that uh, kind of fills in. She wasn't my normal one, but she'd see me a couple of times, but then she saw my chart and she's looking at me there in front of me. And again, seeing is believing. Yeah, that's true. Back to what you said a minute ago about how it feels out of place to be telling something to your doctor. Yeah. But, you know, she's the cardiologist. She could tell you things about the heart, but I bet she hadn't studied, you know, weight loss. True. And so she's been taught probably anything she had been taught was calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three squares a day. Exactly. Or, or just eat, you know, six small meals and yeah. <laughs> go to the gym and, you know, and, and instead here you are not doing any of those things. I got my uh, gastroenterologist interested as well when they saw me because I go in every year and it's like, tell me, look at my weight, look at my weight. How's it different? How's it different? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, wow. What have you been doing? So I talked to her about it and she was really interested too. And I bet for doctors, you know, all of us, we've dieted, we've yo-yoed, our weight 
when we were able to lose it, it always went back up. Mm -hmm. And I bet that's what doctors are used to seeing. You know, they'll see a patient come in having lost weight, but then the next time their weight's back up. Yes. So to see a patient who not only loses the weight, but then it's continuing to go down and it's definitely not Mm yo-yoing, that's got to get their attention. Yeah, I see them every three months. And so they've seen me three times since it started. And every time was just a, a huge jump. It slowed down a little bit, but, you know, I'm getting closer and closer to where I want to be. So, of course, it slows down, but they're still where I'm unhappy when at this time I'd only lose 10 pounds in the month. They're still thrilled. Oh, yeah. Because this is the time when they're seeing other patients who've gotten to this point. They're starting that slow climb again. Mm-hmm. And yours is still going down. Yep. And we're not, you know, in the least bit worried about it. Not Oh, that's like I said, I get so excited about this. Not the least bit worried that, oh my gosh, I can't have this or I can't have that or I've made it this far. I don't want to screw it up. Right. You no, know, this is life. I'm, you know, I'm living life. I just, we, you know, we try to stick to our windows every day. But last weekend, we have a local place here that has a, a breakfast buffet, it's a little local place. And we decided we wanted to go have the breakfast. So we just adjusted our window. And it was no big deal, you know, closed early. And then fasted a little longer the next day to get back to our our regular window. But, you know, not worried that it's going to all come back and then give up when it starts to. So it's just, it's so freeing and it's so calm and knowing, I don't have to worry about this. I got this. That really is. I think the number one word that, that people use to describe it is freeing. Yes. Yes. And I use my life's motto, which I got from a Dove chocolate wrapper, which is, uh, I swear, this is so much. I even had it written on my checks. Okay. It's don't think about it so much. Isn't that amazing? It's so yes. simple, yet so profound. And I apply it to everything in my life. Just don't think about it so much. And I know a lot of people that, that do keto, that, that measure things, measure their macros, that really, you know, worry about sticking to their window, worry about this, that, and the other. And, and, and that's them and that's fine. But I just, I don't worry about it. It's, I it's, love that so much. I, yeah. Don't think about it so much. Now, the fact that that came from a Dove chocolate bar, I, <laughs> is, I mean, a, a square, those little Dove squares is even better. <laughs> and, great. and I can still have those. So there. You know that book, Everything I Know, I Learned in Kindergarten? Yes. Well, here's the new one. Everything I know, I learned from Dove chocolate. <laughs> That's true. We would sit at lunch, my you know, first grade team and I, and I'd always have in my, my lunch bag that I carry just, just a bag of chocolates. Not that I would always eat them, but just so I'd have one a day. But I'd, I'd pull them out and just kind of deal them out to you know, my coworkers. And we, we'd all, always read what was on them. But that, that was my all-time favorite. That just It's very profound. It's, it's my life's motto. I would like to download that motto into the head of every new member who joins the <laughs> Facebook groups. <laughs> because, Lord, people worry. And I'm not you know, making light of the fact that people are going to worry because you know, that's human nature. But you know, if somebody will make a post and they're like, well, I, I read that the adjustment period is difficult and it's easy for me. So why is it not difficult? And I'm like, really, <laughs> really don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> You're worrying that it's not difficult. Don't. And a lot of people worry about, well, is it okay if I have my window in the morning? What if I normally have it? Is it okay to do this? And I'm just like, you know, don't think about it. Live your life. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, we worry about a lot of things and release that. Don't think about it so much and just 
let it happen. Sit back, have a glass of wine. You know, speaking of wine, I, I just joined the dry farm wines thing. Ooh, what do you think? Have you gotten it yet? I haven't gotten it yet. I've, I just ordered it last week, so... Well, I have to like fudge a little bit about how much the wine costs when talking to my husband because he's a buy the eight dollar bottle at the <laughs> at the grocery store kind of guy. But or a bottle or box. <laughs> there you go. But we were drinking some last week, and he said, "You know, this really does taste cleaner." Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. You know, and I have always been a beer girl. I have always been just love my beer. But I guess last year, so I just started started drinking more wine because, you know, trying to be conscious of my weight before I started fasting because beer can be so, I don't know, filling. It is very filling. Did you say fulfilling? <laughs> I don't drink as much beer as I used to. Like I'll, I'll rarely have some. Like I had a beer, we were at the beach a couple weeks ago and I had one beer at a beach bar. Yeah. We were out meeting a friend at the pizza joint and I had my, my Stella Artois because I, yeah, I'm, I'm a beer snob. But, and that was really good. But I, I just, I don't keep it in the refrigerator anymore. But I, I do, you know, I like having a, a glass of wine or, or two. Oh, well, you're going to die as a beer snob when you hear what I drink. What? Bud Light. Bud Good Light. for you. <laughs> Mark, are you a Bud Light guy? I'm a light. light He's a Miller so, Light person. So, but so I'll let Pat Bud Light pass. Just good for you. <laughs> when I was here, it was Shapers and Hams because I think they made it out of pine straw instead of oats and barley and $4 a case. So Yeah. <laughs> My husband makes so much fun of me and I prefer Bud Light. He, he drinks all the fancy ones and he's like, try this one, try that one. And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so uh, give me a Bud Light and put me on a beach. Well, the palate wants what the palate wants. Yeah. There you go. He calls it like beer flavored water. I'm <laughs> like, you know, I can live with that. I like it. So when I'm on the beach, give me a Corona. There you go. Well, see, it's it's like a, a specific beer for a specific place. I get it. So I want to go back to Dry Farm Wine in case people haven't heard about that. They are a sponsor of my other podcast, the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. But if people want to check it out, they're a clean wine that doesn't have all the additives. And they actually don't make the wine themselves. They they search out you know, small batch wineries that have really high quality wine. And so if you go to jenstevens.com on my favorite things tab, I have a link to dry farm wine so people can check it out and see what the fuss is all about. And I've really realized that I'm sensitive to, you know, low quality red wines. So it, it makes a difference for me. So I hope that you enjoy them. No, oh, I know I will. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, I, you know, I was looking at the price, too, and I'm thinking, well, that comes out to like about $23 a bottle. And I'm like, you know what? The stuff that I get at Kroger, I get, you know, with my Kroger card, I'll get a big discount. But there's, you know, one brand that I like. And it's, I guess, comparable as far as price. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to pay that price and I can get something that's much cleaner, then right. why wouldn't I? I tried, like I tried them and then I would try to go to the wine store and try to figure out which wines I could get myself. And I just had no luck. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just going to stick with the, the dry farm. And it, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but <sighs> it makes a difference when you don't have that headache the next day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be bad because then I might be tempted to, you know, have more than my one or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're rolling my eyes, can you? <laughs> yeah. Mark is not a wine drinker. So yeah, I am. I just... Don't. 
He, <laughs> he just, can, but he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay. But that's okay because, you know, we can. And I, you know, I'll enjoy it. That's usually how I'll close my window. Actually, not every day, but I'll, you know, after dinner, just have that one glass or so. And I'm. Yep. I enjoy that too. Now, I will say, when I was trying to lose weight back in 2015, when I was getting to my goal weight, I did temporarily delay wine mm-hmm. for a period of time. And I lost weight much more quickly without it. So this is just a little tip for listeners. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, you know, stuck in a plateau and having wine every night, you may want to delay it a little. Yeah. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500 i've just with my weight slowing down I've, I've started doing some alternate day fasting how are you liking that i like it you know the and i tell people the more you do it the easier it gets you just kind of stretch that fasting muscle you build your stamina and it, it gets easier when i first started out i'm like well i'm going to do the 500 calories or i'm just going to have a you know a cup of bone broth and i i could make it okay but it would make me hungry so i decided you know no i'm just going to stick with water and now like today's monday so i'm today's a fasting day for me i usually don't eat on mondays so i do one or two I, i'm not i haven't been consistent <coughs> with it just kept going with it but it, it just gets easier the more that i do it and yeah. i just, you know, and I, when that hunger comes, I just tell myself, you know, it, it comes in waves. It'll pass. It's fine. You know, have a drink of water, put some, you know, some land salt crystals under your tongue and you're fine. How many days a week are you doing the true alternate daily pattern or just? No, I'm doing, you know. Um, Monday. Monday, sometimes Wednesday and sometimes Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Like I said, I haven't been really, really consistent with it, but I do try to get in at least one 40 to 45 hour fast a week. And a couple of weeks ago, I, I kept going. We were we were down at visiting my mom in Panama City Beach, and we were on our way back on Sunday. So that was a driving day, so I didn't eat. And then Monday was my regular fasting day, so I didn't eat. So I ended up going, I think I broke it 65 hours. And I tell that to friends, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you went that long. And I'm like, it wasn't hard, and I just had crazy energy. Yeah. Did you have so much energy that it affected your sleep? 
I have before that one. I can't remember if it did or not, but the energy thing does still affect my sleep on occasion because I'm one of those, I, my head hits the pillow and, and yeah, I have no problem falling asleep. That's never been a problem, but now I do have to wind my brain down a little bit because I do have all that energy. Yeah. And my problem is I can't sleep as many hours as I used to sleep. And like, I wake up at like five, five thirty, and I would love to sleep till seven, but my eyes pop open at five, five thirty, and I'm awake. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get up and you have that coffee. Yeah. And that's what yeah, I do. The black coffee thing. That's another thing that I don't love. I don't love, but I have never cheated with it. <laughs> well, never, that's good. If anything, it's made me not have as much coffee. And I know, you know, there are a lot of different people I've, I've read so much on the in the, the support groups about, you know, ways to go about it and cold brew and doing this, that, and the other. And, and, I, and I've tried some of these things, but it's still, I just, I don't love it. You know, I'll have it, but I'll have maybe one cup. Um, but I've yeah. always been just a, like a two cup a day person. Anyway, I stopped carrying it to school with me and I just start water once I get to work, but I'll, I'll actually dilute my, I'll, I'll make a Keurig. We'll only have one cup and then I'll just pour a little bit of water on top of it and a little bit of salt. Just a little, a little water down. Yeah. That's a trick that a lot of people swear by when they're starting off or, you know, just to make it a little less bitter, you know, add a little water, a little more hot water. Right. And I, you know, I don't drink, I don't drink it in the evening. So it's not, I don't drink coffee in my window unless I'm doing something special. Like if it's cold out, I'll go and get, you know, a latte or something. Yeah. Do you still like the lattes in your window? I do. I don't have them very often, but I do. I do. And when we went and ate at the breakfast buffet, I was speaking of earlier, I had cream in my coffee and it was all right. But it was like, uh, I've gotten, I guess, used to the, to the black coffee where it was like, it, it was good, but, but it wasn't, oh my gosh, this is to die for. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked the first time I realized I no longer liked creamer. Mm. Like I got some and it was like this organic vanilla creamer and it was over the holidays and my son was there with his girlfriend and we were going to have coffee with creamer because it was the holiday. (laughs) (laughs) And I made myself a cup and I was like, ugh. Then I apologized to the coffee and poured myself a (laughs) cup of black coffee. (laughs) You know, I've never been a a sweet coffee drinker. So the the creamers that are sweet don't appeal to me as much. So, but I can understand that after being used to black coffee, putting that stuff back in, it would be like cloyingly sweet. It was, it it really was. It was not appealing. So I was like, nope, I'm a black coffee girl. (laughs) Well, my tastes have definitely changed. I've noticed how things taste different to me now. I think Mark's noticed that too. I don't know if I want to get you in trouble, but Coke doesn't taste as good as it used to. Uh-oh. And now the, the Coke Mafia is going to come take you out. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. In Georgia, we're supposed to say we like Coke. No, no but I actually do still like Coke. But but I, I do, but it's, I don't like it as much as I used to. Right. I don't longingly, you know, think about drinking it. Like, I used to nurse a Coke all day long. Like, I would get a big Chick-fil-A Coke mm-hmm. in those big, you know, styrofoam containers. Oh, yeah. And that ice will stay in there all day. <laughs> It's just a magic styrofoam cups. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, this is how I know I'm doing well, because at my school, for every Friday, they have a Real Life for Life fundraiser where someone makes a Chick-fil-A run. So you put in your order on Thursday for either the little chicken minis or chicken biscuit right. or a chicken bowl, and I have not ordered a single one. Well, there you go, because you know that it'll make you sluggish. <laughs> That's how dedicated I am. Now, see, the trouble I got you in with Coke, we just made up for with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> gonna- there you go. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, we are almost out of time. So I would like for each of you to take about one minute and give us your advice to someone starting off with intermittent fasting. So, Laurie, I'm going to start with you. What advice would you give someone just starting out? Well, of course, there's my don't think about it so much. Right. You no know, no worries. Take pictures, take measurements because you can see your progress once if you get discouraged and you're not seeing, you know, the pounds if you, you know, on the scale take pictures and just do it. Just jump in with both feet. I see so many people that come on the website and they're just starting or they haven't read the book and they're like, oh, what should I do? I'm thinking about it. Oh, I'm going to start you know, next week. I'm like, just do it. Just jump in. Start today. Just try. No special foods no, to buy. No, just absolutely. don't eat. Just do it. All right. And how about you, Mark? What would you say? Well, first of all, while I have my minute here, I'm going to suggest that you have a national meeting or get together with all your sponsors to get us together and bring on a couple of comics. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Do you know any comics? I mm. a, uh, southernnotstupid.com. See what I did there? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but for the, uh, for the question that you wanted me to answer, <laughs> uh, get the app, put it on your phone and... Which just app, a fasting app. The fasting app. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have a I enjoyed Lori's got the, the the Mac one. Mine's Vora, hers is zero, I think. Yeah. And especially if you're starting out, go ahead and have that pizza. Just wait till your twentieth hour or whatever you start out at. It's so easy to you start to think about it anyway, like, okay, it was gonna take me thirty minutes to drive there and another twenty minutes before they'd bring it anyway. And so why not just wait the extra little bit of time? There you go. And then have what you want. I love the the suggestion of using an app because an app really is a great way to develop the habit mm-hmm. of opening that window, closing that window, you know, ending the fast, whichever, you know, all apps work differently. But there's something psychological in that the ritual of opening or closing your window on the app that you're like, all right, I'm not going to eat again because my window is closed. And that really helped me. You don't have to think about what time did you finish? What time do you want to start again? It, yeah, it kind of takes care of that for you. And I haven't used an app for years, but you know, I, I don't know. A lot of listeners know my my son made an app for me, the Window yeah, Intermittent Fasting yeah. Tracker app. It's only on iOS, but he made that for me because I I wanted it to track my eating window, and it really was very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and and like you said, that finality of when you you know, okay, I'm closing my window. Boop, there, I've done it. And I wasn't going to have anything else because that I had closed it on the app, by golly. And I didn't want to have to look like open it back up and extend my window. And I certainly didn't want it to be a lie. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. If the app said I closed and that I didn't, then I'm lying to the app. I don't know. That That's my own issue there. <laughs> We're such teachers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed talking to you. Tell them, tell them your website again, Mark. SouthernNotStupid.com. And have you worn the t-shirt? Oh, yeah. I actually have worn the t-shirt, but just around the house. Just, oh, you'll get great comments in public. Okay. Well, I'll have to I'll have to make sure to wear it out in public, see what people think. <laughs> I should get it. I see. I'm, I'm at Myrtle Beach right now, so I should wear oh. it around Myrtle Beach because not, not everyone at Myrtle Beach is Southern. True. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know the Alabama theater there? Yes. Grant Turner is the house comic. He goes by a goofy character named Ricky Mokel. He actually uh, kind of licensed through me. He sold a bunch of T-shirts with my logo on it and his character's name. So he sold a bunch of them out of that. So they're floating around out there. Okay. Well, that sounds like fun. Well, on that note, I will see you all around. And thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks. We enjoyed it. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? 
email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.